This is the official HITS training and consulting podcast. We are America's law enforcement canine training resource. We're raising the training bar for police dogs everywhere by discussing the intricate details of the training techniques used by the experts. HITS Radio is merging the training world with the real world. You've been there. We've been there, too. Welcome to HITS Radio. I'm your host, Jeff Meyer. Today, we are going to do another one of our question and answer shows. We have a question that was submitted to us from a listener, and I've got several different experts here that are going to give us some opinions about how to fix this problem. If you're interested in participating in this and you have a question that you'd like me to pose to the experts, send me an email, jeff at hitsk9.net, jeff at hitsk9.net. I'd be happy to put your question up to our experts and see if they can help you with any problems you might have. The question today is, I have a single purpose bomb dog. She's a three-year-old GSP and overall she's very good drives. The issue that we have with her is she will often scratch the find one time and then she will sit. We have tried a few things like putting a long line on her and giving her a correction as she scratches, but that will usually shut her down. She's both very stubborn and rather soft. Any ideas? Sounds like a somewhat common problem. And first up to answer this question is Cameron Ford. Cameron, what do you uh, suggest this handler does about the scratching bomb dog? Well, the first thing I look at is why is the dog scratching? And there's usually a couple different reasons. One is there's too much time that took place at some point. So this is drive frustration or drive disbursement. And, And again, without knowing the dog, typically when I've seen this happen, in the very beginning sequences, the handler allowed scratching to happen, then it stopped, and then they rewarded. So the dog in this sequence of events said, oh, scratching is allowed. The other part is scratching is also self-rewarding. It's self-satisfying. So the example of if you press the button for the elevator to come down, you press it again, you know it doesn't make the elevator come down any faster, but pressing it again just makes you feel better. So scratching is something similar to that nature. So to fix this problem ties into what we just did in our podcast, which is using marker training, giving the dog a signal as soon as it sniffs. So I'm not going to look for a final response at this point. As soon as the dog comes into the target odor, sniffs it, I'm going to give a marker. So as soon as the dog gets that marker, it's going to get rewarded. I will build duration once I see the dog is no longer scratching. And by no longer scratching, the duration gets longer. The dog will actually go into a, its final response pretty quickly because it knows that works. And then I'll give my marker. So that's the easiest way to problem solve it. Also, set up your training hide in this, in this very beginning stage in a way that if it chooses to scratch, it can scratch for 10 minutes long. Nothing's going to happen until it finally stops. When it finally stops scratching and you wait a few more seconds, then you mark and then you reward. So that would be the way, again, without knowing this dog, but a typical way I deal with a dog that does a scratch type response prior to uh, a final res- desired final response. Next up, we have Andy Wyman. Andy, what do you say about the bomb dog that scratches? Well, any detection dog that scratches before it sits, you must go back and figure out exactly why it's doing that. Um, is it a possibility that the reward has been delayed for a period of time or uh, could there have been some other 
some other training that got in front of it that caused the dog to, to scratch at the source of the odor that it was rewarded for. And if it was inadvertently rewarded for scratching, uh, then that will build over time. So first figure out why that happened or how that conditioned response got built into the response of the dog. And then I would go back and try to do some techniques to eliminate it. So uh, probably right off the bat, I would um, create a solid sit in the dog. I would make sure that if you're going to command the dog into a sit, that he actually sits when you tell him to. It sounds very simple and, and easy to do, but you want to make sure that when you say it, the dog will actually do it when you say it. And then uh, when you have the dog on odor and as he's approaching to the, to the source, prior to that time that he would normally or she would normally scratch, I would command the dog into a sit. Once the dog has uh, learned that it sits prior to the scratch and gets immediately rewarded, uh, you would be basically reconditioning the dog that the scratch is irrelevant, that you want to sit and the toy appears. So you're beating the dog to the scratch. You're giving him the command that you wanted to do before he has the opportunity to scratch at it. Um, if you did anything negative at the source of the odor, you did any kind of correction, it has the opportunity, very likely, to cause the dog to somehow associate going to the source of the odor as a negative thing. And you just wouldn't want to go down that road. You always would want to stay more on the positive side. So once you get a good solid sit, command the dog into the sit prior to the opportunity to scratch. Even if the dog might be a little bit off of odor source first, and then slowly over time, once the dog will sit reliably, make them closer and closer and closer, just so that you eliminate that uh, scratch response immediately. So those would be the easiest way for me to get it done. Um, simple techniques would be an elevated hide, uh, something that's nose level to the dog, and maybe just a touch above. Uh, uh, put the dog on the downwind side, maybe like a chain link fence, or, or even if you were indoors, potentially in a drawer, desk drawer or something. And then bring the dog past so that it hit the scent cone very nice. And uh, being that it's a little elevated, you can command the dog into the sit a little quicker. And the dog will, because his head's up already, he'll be a little bit more inclined to sit right away versus something that's low. And then once the dog gets the sit down and not the scratch, then you can vary the height of the odor as, as you do it too, to make sure the dog has the most optimum positioning to, to get the sit in before the scratch. And then, you know, you vary it as you go into more real life uh, situations. Outstanding. I think those are all real good ideas. And I like what you mentioned at the beginning of it to, uh, you know, look at the root cause and don't just focus on what's going on now, but maybe, maybe look at the beginning training stages and see what, what the root cause is. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, you want to you want always whenever there's a problem, whenever there's an issue in, in training, you always want to go back to see what caused it. And typically, it's something we've done. Um, and if you don't figure out what that is, you will continue to repeat the same problem. So if there was something in your training that conditioned the dog to scratch in some way, and it was inadvertent, you didn't mean to do it, and you still don't mean to do it. Sure. If you're continuing to do it, even all of the work you would do to get him to sit prior to the scratch would almost be, I don't want to say negated, but even doubt in that you're still continuing the <laughs> behavior that sure. caused the scratch while you're trying to eliminate the scratch. So there's something that, uh, that's gotten in there that's uh, either gotten him rewarded or, or gave him the idea or her the idea that scratching was the appropriate thing to do. And it could be 
several things. I mean, some people have delay the reward a little too early and the dog will, will start to scratch at the odor. And then of course the habit from the handler or the natural reaction from the handler would be, Oh boy, I don't want that to happen. So let me quickly throw the toy to the dog. And then after it scratched, then the toy came in. And uh, if that happened with any kind of repetition that could have then caused the, the scratch to appear sure. and the dog knows, Hey, if he doesn't throw it right away, this is the first thing I can do because I know he'll throw it if I start doing this. And, uh, sure. and that's, that's just one thing, but it could be several others. Uh, it just depends sure. on backing up in your training and uh, watching what you're doing. Maybe get another set of eyes uh, to, to take a look at it and uh, figure out that cause. Excellent. Thanks. That's uh, Andy Wyman, one of the HITS partners. Thanks again, Andy. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right, so the question is, is uh, the guy has a single-purpose mom dog, about three years old. Very good drives, but um, sometimes the, the, the dog will scratch at the hide. And, uh, if he corrects her, sometimes that will uh, shut her down. So he's tried to stop the dog from uh, scratching where the bomb hides are by using a, a long line and correcting the dog uh, while she scratches. So uh, the, the issue really stems from uh, inappropriate timing, I think. And what we probably should do with that is uh, try to give the dog the sit command before she ever sits and get her into that sit. Even with uh, being on leash to keep her from that, giving that command to sit and then the reward, Sometimes giving that reward from, say, a pop box can cause the issue as well. So if the the reward is delayed or she knows it's coming from source, um, that delay in her drives can push her to touch that aid, and you don't want that. So nothing wrong with the timing on that with giving the dog uh, the reward from the handler uh, from behind. So the dog... Uh, gets close to the aid, you can tell that the dog's behavior changes. You see that the, the dog is inhaled uh, at the source. Once Immediately once that happens, I would give the dog a sit command uh, on leash and then reward right there uh, from behind her. And if she's getting that reward away from the source, you can mark that, give the, the, give the uh, reward right away. And uh, through that conditioning, she should stop that behavior so that you don't have the overcorrection and then the dog starts to avoid trying to work at all. Okay, great. Thanks, Jeff. Next up, we have Rob Lucason. Rob, what do you think about this problem? Uh, well, this, this problem in particular, uh, uh, you know, of course, going sight unseen and just going by uh, what, uh, what the question reads, uh, I would be respectful to uh, uh, the pre-training that the that the team has, and I would first first recommend that the, they go back to their uh, their initial uh, sit indication training and and kind of and see if that's um see if that's uh, maybe something that they maybe uh, they rush through in the beginning of the uh, you know like the odor imprint and when they sure. first first uh, uh, established the the basic training for the dog. Um, bar, barring that, if that was that was already uh, established or, or covered i would uh if if this uh this dog still has a uh, a need to go um 
uh, with with touching the object has this. If uh, it, it appears that that the dog was uh, initially trained uh, uh, for scratch indication, that's why it has this um, this uh, uncontrollable urge to scratch at the source. So I assume uh, that's kind of uh, he's kind of associated the scratch with the with the reward. So I would I would probably recommend to change the change the indication. Okay, how would you what, what would you change the indication to? Um, first, first I would uh, uh, I, I'm assuming that the, the dog has a sin indication, uh, so I would and because he's 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 scratching at it. Um, I would I would go to a, like a down a total down uh, off legging uh, indication uh, that that were there thereby the dog can um, you know he'd be less he'd be more restricted to to the, you know, the reach out with, the, with his paw. So sure. I give you a little bit of advantage, um, and then a more difficult and a more high maintenance height. It's uh, it's one we use for our search and rescue dogs. Is our ours our recall refined? Is when the dog gets an odor, um, the dog comes back to the handler, uh, button hook, boost, and we call it recall refined. When the dog comes an odor, the dog uh, comes back to the handler and let them know that the, the dog was in order and. Uh, indicates that way um okay so basically just kind of reset the dog's mind and uh get rid of get rid of the problem indication maybe find a new a new way for the dog to indicate doing the same job yeah do the, do the same job just just taking the the pause out of the, out of the equation perfect that sounds like a good idea thanks rob yeah you're welcome Next up, we have uh, Mike Ritland. Mike, what would you say about the dog that does uh, scratching before she indicates? Yeah, so, you know, this seems to be kind of a common uh, issue people have, and I, I have kind of a different twist on it, I think, than, than probably most, and that, I, you know, I see a lot of people that um, that correct the dog or try to manipulate the dog into the behavior that they want, and to me, I, I am a huge proponent of you know, free shaping dogs and, and letting them offer the behavior and, and learning, uh, you know, kind of through self-discovery. I just find that, you know, that that unquestionably, at least from, from my experience has, uh, proven to be far more effective and, and less confusing to the dog. I, I think when I see people trying to, to, you know, to correct the dog or, or even, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, manipulate a sit and, and get that to be sure. to be more what you know. From from my perspective, I see two two big problems with that. Is you know, one just like in the question is that the you know the correction can make a dog shut down or or stifle their desire to to search. Number two is that if you're you know going to manipulate a sit, whether it's physically or just you know hammering a sit and telling them to sit, focusing on that, practicing it a lot, is that I find that it, it makes the dog ultra dependent and continuing to look to the handler for. Uh, for affirmation or, you know, um, ad advice, if you will, or, or direction. Uh, so what I like to do is, is use a clicker um, and, and put the, the odor on the backside of a fence uh, in either a, a mesh grate. Uh, a lot of times we would use uh, just glass jars that uh, in, we incorporated the ability to hang them, you know, about, about a foot off the ground. Um, 
and, and basically let the dog just go over there and, and ignore them, you know, essentially extinguish it no different than you would any other behavior. If it's an obedience behavior, as an example, uh, you know, I, I would, I would wait until what I'm looking for is there, market and reward it. And I have found that, that two things happen is that very quickly the dog learns that it's not getting paid unless it's sitting perfectly still. Uh, and so it, it'll extinguish the, the scratching crap almost, uh, immediately. Uh, number two is that it's very, very clear in the dog's mind, uh, you know, what's to be expected of it. Number three is that, you know, that, that dog learns kind of inherently uh, through those repetitions um, very, very clearly in terms of being able to, to distinguish what the actual correct behavior is. And, and so I'm a, a huge fan of, of, uh, of the clicker. I don't, I don't think, in, in my opinion, this behavior is no different than any other behavior. I mean, to me, behavior is sure. behavior. And so if you're trying to shape something, shape it. Uh, you know, when, and when it comes to finding a, a target odor, Again, no different is that, you know, put it to where they can't scratch it, uh, they can't mess with it, fuck with it, et cetera. And, uh, and once they give you that, that banger sit, I mean, to me, I would start with the, the instance that that ass hits the ground and, and they're making eye contact with a bam market and do that. And then from there, build on the amount of time sure. that they're doing it. And, and when I was out on the West Coast, as an example, you know, we would get our dogs to where they, they would sit and stare for, you know, a minute if you wanted them to without barking, without scratching. I mean, they'd sit there shaking like they were shitting a peach seed sometimes, uh, you know, because the anticipation yeah. for the reward. But uh, And then we would mark it and that mark was the release to come back to the handler to be rewarded for, for both safety reasons and Again, I don't, I don't think you're fooling the dog by throwing shit over their head and, and things like that. So sure. you know, that that's how I would approach it. Okay, outstanding. Next up, we have Mary Davis. Mary, what would you do about the scratching bomb dog? So I, I see that the dog has um, two attributes that the handler talks about. One is being stubborn and one is being soft. And... I think the soft side, yes, I can understand, but stubborn usually is an attribute that we have as people. But my intuition is that the dog has just been reinforced multiple times for using her foot, and that is why she continues to do it. The solution of putting a correction on a dog that's soft obviously has a lot of uh, fallout, one of which is the dog is then confused about whether or not they're supposed to be near odor at all. So it's usually not my approach. Um, my, best, my best answer for this would be this. Uh, you must reward the dog in the direction that you wish the behavior to go. And you need to back up on your paychecks so that when the dog is sniffing, she gets a reinforcer and the reinforcer is back and away from target. Um, okay. And you progressively then request better behavior. So she gets paid on sniff, it's a mark, and then the pay comes from behind and it can be behind by a foot or it can be behind by several feet. If she understands that, she has to come to the handler and get their paycheck for the execution of the task. Okay. I know those things are sometimes a little bit technical, marking behavior. If the dog understands a clicker or she understands the word yes, that's essentially the best um, mark. Sure. And then progressively, she will start to repeat a little bit more passive behaviors because she knows that paycheck is coming from behind. And in, when you notice that the dog is sitting or away from the aid a little bit uh, further than you like, then you can modify your paycheck delivery 
pay in the direction you want the behavior to go, and you can micro-tune exactly what you want with reinforcement. Uh, the one other thing that I would say is you have to set up a way to limit the dog's access to that aid so that she does not have a chance to lift her foot. And that means maybe uh, on a harness on a back line with just basically her, she can stretch and get her nose to it, but she cannot get her foot to it in the beginning. So she can't repeat the unwanted behavior. So not necessarily a correction. You're just reeling her out. So right. just limiting her world enough so that she cannot execute the behavior you do not sure. wish to have happen. Next, we have Aaron Peterman. Aaron, what would you do about the scratching bomb dog? Well, I think the first thing I would do is I've, I've actually had this problem myself with the dog I have now, but um, yeah, he's pretty tough. So, you know, the old adage, if you, if you're going to be tough, you better be dumb, right? Sure. Or if you're going to, or actually, let me reverse that. If you're going to be dumb, you better be tough. Sorry about that. Either It works either way, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So if you have a lot of drive and they're not a real tough dog, they're a little bit uh, sensitive or, you know, handler conscious, that could be a tricky issue. So I would just go back. What I did with my dog is he was actually biting at source. He would bite magnetic boxes and stuff like that. Well, you know, for a bomb dog, that's a, that's a big no, no. Sure. And, and I'm not a big fan of compulsion and detection at all. So what I did was just, it's, it sounds like maybe the pawing has crept into the final response. So uh, I learned a long time ago, just go back a couple steps and, and we would go back to the final and reshape the sit. And I actually had this dog when he did it, not only did I reshape the sit, but I had him when he sat to look at me as part of the final. So what it did was take away a lot of the aggression at source. So once he, once he knew he got two source or as close as he could. He had to sit. I really reinforced the sit. I, I shaped it as much as I could. I stayed over top of it as much as I could with as less compulsion as I could. But as soon as he sat and turned and looked at me, that's when I rewarded. The dog figured out, hey, I got to go to source, but I know dad has the toy. It's no longer coming directly from source. So also if you're rewarding at source or trying to throw it at it or something like that or near it, especially for bomb stuff, I would get away with that get away from that i'm sorry sure. i agree outstanding Aaron. thanks next door we have ron cloward ron what would you do about the bomb dog that's scratching well uh, my first thought when i read that is that um, unfortunately it sounds like it's a behavior that's probably been accepted since uh the very beginning since day one and um now they're trying to correct it um you know, sometimes I've found with some dogs that just, uh, especially those that are a little soft, that a good strong verbal um, to the dog will deliver the same results and, and not shut the dog down. So I would probably start there and try to see if I can correct it with just a good stern verbal um, correction. If um, anything in the way of compulsion on the dog is shutting the dog down, then obviously, you know, that's probably not going to work. Um, you know, sure. for this particular dog. Uh, the only other step after that is if the verbal on the dog doesn't work um, is to uh, maybe back way up to the very early stages of, uh, you know, boxes and walls and things like that where you can uh, um, set it up a little bit more simple for the dog and get on it really quick because normally a dog will give you a clue that's about to scratch. And if you can be on them before they do it and reward them before they do it, then you can usually fix the problem that way, but you're going to have to be very attentive for a dog like that. 
Sure. And just to be clear, when you say a verbal correction, maybe just give the dog a sit before she scratches. A good firm sit or a good firm no, you know, along that lines, because the dog mm-hmm. will recognize that that sternness in the voice, um, something that will just, you know, get that dog's attention. Um, I do think that they're going to have to get really quick at a reward to avoid the scratch. And I think, you know, speeding up that reward a little bit too, when they see the dog is an odor, will probably eliminate the scratch. The scratching may come from frustration. Maybe they've waited, leaving the dog on there for a long period of time, trying to gain, you know, the perfect sit or the perfect stare, Sure. you know, that type of thing. And that could cause frustration of the dog scratching. But again, I mean, we're, we're going based on the question and don't know what's taken place throughout that dog's uh, career as far as uh, doing detection work. Thanks to all the trainers today. We've had some great answers to our question about the bomb dog. Wanted to throw in my two cents as far as a, a bomb dog that scratches when they indicate. I've had this problem and solved this problem before. I used to do it one way, and I think if you guys have listened to the episodes that we did with Cameron Ford talking about marker training, you can imagine that my answer simply is to uh, start with a marker. If you include a marker into this dog, you'll be able to maybe show the dog exactly when, before she scratches, exactly what you want. So the marker then would just simply indicate to the dog, right before she scratches, give the free command, do the click, the dog will understand that that is the, the desired behavior. Should she scratch, we would just simply ignore that until she goes into a final sit, make her sit through that for a little while, and then we'd give her the mark. Usually that would extinguish the scratching on her own. If not, one other trick that I've had is maybe do a, a fairly high hide. So it would be about nose high or just a little higher. A lot of dogs don't want to scratch over their head for some reason. So sometimes that's a way to get the dog to go hit the odor, go into a final. Again, I would use a marker, get the dog, mark it right when you want, when the dog's nose is close to the odor, when the dog's in a final response, whatever your desired response is, anytime the dog's not scratching. Sometimes, like I said, uh, uh, just a four foot high hide will, will solve a lot of that just to teach the dog not to do that. So my answer again, would be just simply uh, listen to the episodes we did with Cameron Ford when we talk about markers and that we talk about this uh, very problem quite a bit. Thanks for everyone who uh, participated today. We had a lot of great answers. A lot of the people that are doing the answers here are gonna be instructing at HITS. HITS will be again uh, in Chicago this year. So any more information you want, go to hitsk9.net, hitsk9.net. We'll have some information on the show there. We'll have all the instructors' biographies on the show notes for this show. So come check us out, hitsk9.net. Thanks. Hits Radio is brought to you by the professionals at Hits Training and Consulting. Don't miss out on the world's largest law enforcement canine training conference coming to the McCormick Center in Chicago, Illinois this August. HITS has the most diverse class schedule to fit your training needs. And with over 100 vendors, you'll find everything you need to gear up for your next shift. Register today and save at www.hitscanine.net.